The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. I think a lot of people might have misunderstood something we said once, which is we don't think there's like a battle between email marketing and social media marketing. It's not one or the other. Email isn't like the one and you should ignore social media. Okay. I actually think they work together in harmony. I think actually email marketing is part of content marketing. And that's what we're going to talk about on this week's show. Please welcome the man who is the noisiest eater in the world. You don't need to demonstrate. It's hypnotist Robert Temple. And the man who has visited every continent on this earth except Australia. It's the mind reader, Kennedy. Hello, welcome to the show. Robin Kennedy can get inside your head. Is there anything you can eat quietly? Can help you see. Oh, that's a long pause. Grab <laughs> think instead. You've got to live. Hello, email marketing heroes. We are Welcome back. to the show. Hey, this is Rob and Kennedy Hello. from emailmarketingheroes.com. Back in your lug holes for another week of email marketing shenanigans. So we're talking about, we've been speaking to a lot of events, going to a lot of events. I know it's kind of been event season. I think, I think we feel like we've just come out of it, although there's a few coming up towards the end of the year as well. But we are like at the end, tail end of event season in the marketing world. And everyone's talking about content. They're talking about creating original content and how content marketing is getting more challenging and all this sort of stuff. And then some people like look at us and go, but you guys talk about email marketing. Where does it, or is it separate to email, to, to, to content? Where the hell does it fit? I think the big question is how do they work together? And mm -hmm. actually, if you just consider them to be part of the same thing, then you'll you'll sort of understand our philosophy on this quite quickly. Definitely. I mean, they are definitely not apart from each other. In fact, one amplifies the other. That's how I feel about it. I feel like one of the things you can do in, in the most simplistic view for me, the way I look at it is you, you use your content marketing, which is like ungated content that people can just access willy nilly locate using either organic or paid traffic or whatever. And that's a really good way of attracting what I would call an audience, right? Right. So that's like your audience level of people. The way I see it is that's a bit like if we were in a rock band, obviously we, we should be because like if we had skill or whatever. But if, I'll play the triangle. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the trombone. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I feel like, like the little Lurpak man. I was going to say it's like the little Lurpak man. <laughs> anyway, copyright. Uh, it probably isn't, actually, it's probably out. But uh, yeah, so it, it, the, the, the analogy I think of it as, and this is a fairly recent thought I've had, is... If we were in a rock band and we were playing at one of those big open air festivals where there's loads of different rock bands, like Glastonbury, right? Right. People would not be coming to see us. Right. They've they, gone to Glastonbury. They've gone to Glastonbury. It's a bit like people go to Facebook, they go to Twitter, they go to Instagram. They haven't come to you. 
So that's what I see audience building as. The next level of the relationship is when they come to your personal concert. That's when they become a fan of yours. So that's like people going from, I don't know, in, in our case, it's when people, maybe you heard about us because of Twitter or because of Instagram or Facebook or something. You were at our, you were at Glastonbury, you were at the, the concert thing, the festival, and now you're here with us at our private concert. And it's about moving people through. But then the next level of that is really about email because it allows us to keep communicating with you about the things that you might be interested in, the things we can help you with. Yeah, they're like giving you an invitation directly into their life at that point. Because, I mean, sure, they can unsubscribe just as they could unfollow you on social media. But on social media, it's much more about they're sort of just looking at all their different options there. They're looking at all the different people who might be of interest to them. And at some point, when they take that step to opt into your list, they're now saying, actually, I'd like to hear a little bit more exclusively from you. And, yes. you know, and the other people, but I, I want to hear more exclusively from you and I'm giving you more permission to get into my life. I heard somebody the other day say, well, the thing is, people have like social media on their phones. I'm like, dude, we've all got email on our phones. Like most email is checked on people's phones. So if you want to send a direct message to somebody, the most powerful way of doing that is by email. There's an interesting thing, actually, where if you think about it, because one of the big arguments you hear is that, well, you know, younger generations are using social more than they're using email. And in terms of minutes spent, that may or may not be true. I've no idea. I've not looked at the data. However, in terms of what we know is pretty much everybody on the internet has an email address because you can't get very far. Oops, just knock the microphone. You can't get very far on the internet if you don't have an email address. I was trying to log into one of the systems we use to do captions on videos and stuff before. And I had to have my email address to get into that, actually log in through my Gmail account. I've never thought about it before, but actually just imagine a world where you can have the internet, but you don't have an email address. It's pointless. You I, can't get very far. Wasn't the internet invented for email? Probably. don't know. Or porn. <laughs> you can't look at much porn without an email address now so it's you know oh you can <laughs> i'm looking in the wrong places um so i think that that's interesting because there are loads of people don't have facebook believe it or not and there are loads of people don't have pinterest like i don't have pinterest there's loads of people who don't have Instagram. you're not pinterested really are you i'm not pinterested at all um so th i think that's really interesting to realize that actually pretty much everybody has an email address and they're used to receiving marketing communications by email, whether that's from the gas and electric utility companies, whether that's, you know, whatever, they, they understand what that is. So I think that's really interesting, actually, is the fact that email is such an important part of everybody's life. But mate, email's just so old fashioned. I mean, why don't we just like run ads to people and put some stuff on social media? Because we can just keep doing that and put stuff in a way that's not selling. So I think this is probably where the misunderstandings come from, because we do get people come up to us at events, having seen us speak or having heard the podcast. And they, they, they've heard us argue the fact that when you're doing social media marketing, you don't own that data. Right. But when they get onto your email list, you do. Now, we don't need to hammer that point home any further on this episode. We've talked about that a load before. But basically, if you're only using social media, you don't have that email address, you don't own that data. As soon as the social platform changes its algorithm, changes its pants, decides it doesn't like you for some reason, you can't reach your audience anymore. Not the case. If you own the data, you've got the email address, you can switch email platform and start emailing them again, right? So having heard us say that, and that's all true, I think that some people think that we're sort of poo-pooing social media and we're saying that social media isn't a thing or having a blog on its own is it because we've thing. said things such as zuckerville is cock blocking you is it because we've said <laughs> things like that it could be so i want you to know as you listen to this that couldn't be further from the truth that's not actually how we feel we think social media is an incredibly part important part of your business and content marketing generally is an incredible 
important part of your it's business. It's the festival. Like you can't reach the new audiences without the festival. That's why we have this podcast. This podcast is a social media, sorry, it is a content marketing tool. Sure. And there'll be a bunch of people who are listening to this who haven't bought anything from us yet and therefore you're not in our list yet. We can't email you about stuff because you haven't given us that permission to do so yet. And that's okay because you'll keep listening to the podcast and one day you'll hear us say something that will make you think, ah, I need to go and grab that. And maybe that thing will be today. Who knows? So I think what we've got to realize is we're not suggesting that your email list, that old try tested email marketing thing. I'm trying not to sneeze. I've got, oh, you know, and you've got to like a, a little tickle. Rub your nose. This is going to be good. Try I mean, not to sneeze. Ready? No, I'm not going to go? go? explode. I'm fine. You sure? Because it's, it's, it's disgusting when you sneeze. No. Not only are you a really noisy, <laughs> a really noisy eater, but like you are the... I can only say the word wettest, the wettest <laughs> sneezer. Like I imagine whenever you, you in your corner of the office when you sneeze, I imagine I'm going to turn around and I feel like, have you seen Ghostbusters 2? You know, no. when there's the, gre- uh, the, the the pink slime on everything. Right. It, it's like that. Well, how else do you wash the inside of your windscreen when you oh drive? So, um, as I was saying, we aren't suggesting, you know, we're, we're doing this podcast and this is an important, content marketing is an important thing. And we're not saying that email marketing and content marketing are mutually exclusive. It's not like you drop doing content marketing in favor of building a list and doing email marketing. In fact, a lot of the methods we use to build our list and keep our subscribers engaged involve cross-pollinating people and moving people between social media and email. So here's an example we've talked about on a few times when we've been interviewed on other people's podcasts. I don't think we've talked about it on this show though, is if I emailed you five times a day, you might get pissed off, right? right. I think, for God's sake, Candy, stop emailing us. Like, I like getting that, but just shut the hell up, right? But if I email you every day, and you've asked me to email you every day, because you, you've opted in for something, then that's you're happy with that. But then if you later on see a tweet from me, you might go, oh, that's canny. And then you might see a Instagram post from me. You go, oh, that's nice. So you're not going to get pissed off by, by the five communications. What you're going to get pissed off at is the, is, is the same singular mode of communication. We call it becoming 3D. It's really important. So I think we've driven home the fact that we are not against social media. Or that's, content marketing. Or content marketing. What we do want to do in this episode is, is unpick... Where does email fit into content marketing? Where does it fit into social media marketing? And obviously, we've already began that discussion by saying it's about moving that relationship a little bit deeper. But let's talk about using email as a really good distribution channel for your content. Case in point, one of the only, I think it is currently the only way of getting any email communication from us for free is if you go and check out the show notes for any one of our shows, any one of the podcast apps, you'll see there's a place for you to receive email notification when one of these show goes, shows goes live. That is the only th- way you can do that. So we're obviously using the power of email, the fact we can directly message you into your email inbox, wherever you happen to be, at your computer, at your phone, wherever you happen to be, and let you know this bit of content just went live. The good news is we didn't have to create anything new to send that email. Like one of the challenges like for email marketing is often, what the hell do I write? Like how do I come up with a new angle? Well, good news is if you're producing a piece of what we call planet content, so a piece of content which everything else orbits, then if you if you're doing that So for us or, that's the podcast. For the, yeah, for us that's the podcast is our planet content. We create a lot of moons which orbit that orbit this this piece of content which includes all of our social content. It includes our emails for that week. It includes the stuff that I put on LinkedIn. So 
everything else is born out of it. So by by creating that social content or the or the content marketing element, you are you are already building stuff to talk about to your email list without having to really think about it. I think back in the day, long before I knew what podcasting was, I had a written blog that I used to update every week. And I used to think that somebody would stumble across my blog because I was driving traffic to it. And at some point they would read a blog post and they'd go, oh, that's really good. And then they would sort of remember that every Tuesday I publish a new blog post and they'd pop back to look at it. And the truth is, it just, it, it didn't happen then. It definitely doesn't happen now in a world of a lot more noise. It's easier to think that with podcasts that they might because people subscribe to a podcast. Like, for example, I know right. a lot of our listeners, by the way, if you haven't already, make sure you smash the subscribe button so you don't miss next week's episode because we'll have got a cracking guest for you. But for but you might think that because you're subscribed to this podcast, oh, there's no way that they're going to miss it. Not true. Because people are busy. If you miss that notification that day saying, oh, the new episode of the email marketing show has just downloaded, life's busy. If you're in the middle of doing something, you're rushing between the things, you're doing a launch, you're, I don't know, involved in whatever, you're going you're gonna to miss that. So if the next day you get an email notification which says, hey, did you know we've released this episode yesterday? You might go, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Thanks for the reminder. And then the next day you, you see a thing on Instagram stories on the Robin Kennedy Instagram account that says, oh, have you heard this episode yet? You're now getting a bunch of reminders about different things you can go in and, and sort of tune into and the reason to tune into that. Now, one of the things that this brings us on to is the fact that lots of people are now using planning tools in order to plan out their social media content, their blog posts and all of that stuff. So, for example, there's a bunch of amazing social media journals and diaries and calendars, both physical things that you buy and have sent to you through the post, but also like online scheduling tools and stuff as well that help you with the goal of what am I going to talk about and when. Mm -hmm. But a lot of them don't factor in email marketing. Not at all. They don't factor in where do my emails fit into what I'm going to say. Now, let's think about this for a second. The reason those tools have come about is they become a really easy way for you to look at your business and say, well, in June, I'm going to be holding our live event. So we've got Inbox, our live event in June. So you might say, in June, I'm going to be running that event. So between January and June, I want to be promoting that event. So it's how do I do time, that? So you, 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 know, you scatter loads of different things and you say, well, right, we can do this Instagram post. We're going to announce those speakers then. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. And then in August, we're going to launch a new product, which is going to be called How to Do a Thing. And therefore, we need to be talking about that new program, How Do I Do a Thing, all over social media as well. But again, very rarely when people are mapping that stuff out, do they actually consider, where is my email going to fit into this? Now, bearing in mind, really, at any one given time, your business, your marketing should really have one main core focus. Where are you Where are you mostly pushing people right, right now with your promotions? Sure, you're going to have loads of different front-end ways of bringing people in, different products, social media, your list building. But actually, the, the stuff you're driving people towards with your email marketing and social and everything else should really have one core focus at any one time. Really. Yeah, for example, for us right now, it's the league, right? Yeah. So the thing we're talking about to everybody is our membership. It's the monthly membership where every month we give you a brand new campaign and we unpack it every single month. Every single thing we're doing right now is talking about that thing. You've probably heard us talking about it a lot. You've probably heard us tell you to go to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash league. <laughs> That was so smooth, man. That they're never, they're never going to realise what you just did to them. You just no. totally psychologically hijacked their that's brains. What, that's a hypnotist for you, ladies and Boom. gentlemen. Boom. Anyway. Yes. So, you, so that's what we're focused on right now. What is it? <laughs> yeah. So... 
but yeah, like yeah, you say, you, you do have to have that singular focus. So that means that when you're planning out your content marketing, you should actually have a little extra column in your diary or a little extra column in your spreadsheet that's now, and we're going to talk in a, an upcoming episode about how to plan a whole bunch of your content in a really short space of time, just yeah. in an afternoon. Mm-hmm. However, you want to m- make sure that when you're planning out what's my content marketing objective, just have a little extra column in there and say, as well as your podcast and your Instagram, if that's your channel, and your YouTube channel, you're also going to have your email marketing as well. And the great thing is, before we head into the next section, the great news is if you're already you're already creating that bit of core content, that bit of what we call planet content, you know the subject matter of that thing. So if you email your list saying, hey, we've just put a, pod, a podcast out or we've just put a blog post up about, I don't know, how to use content in your email marketing strategy, the people who click on that to read that bit of content or listen to that episode of your, of your podcast, you can tag them to segment them in your email marketing so you know that they are interested in that thing. Now that means when you've got a bit of content or you've got a product that will speak to that audience, you can email much more succinctly the people who are most interested in it. So let's say we had a program which was about... Um, uh, which was about how to come up with, let's say the league, since we're talking about that already, right? So we've got the league. We know that every month we give you a brand new campaign that um, that we completely dissect with all the psychology that you can go and use, copy and paste and use to go forward. Great. If we know that by clicking on the content that we share, that you're interested in email marketing campaigns, we will promote the league to you much more readily and probably a little bit more, not aggressively, but a little bit more often than we would people who had not clicked on that bit of content. So by by putting your content marketing into your email marketing, you're giving yourself the ability to do that segmentation that we all know we should be doing even more than we should be doing, that we are doing. The other lovely big thing that this solves is one of the questions that we get asked a lot, especially when people are starting out with email marketing, but it definitely it definitely still affects people who've been in it for a long time as well, is how much free stuff should I give my list? I think, again, going back years, there's always been this expectation or this assumption that in order to keep sending pitch emails to people, you should also make sure that, you know, every other email you send them has some sort of free thing in it. And our our sort of angle on that really is that that's only really the only thing you need to give them for free or should give them for free each week is that core piece of planet content in our case that's the podcast or it might be a blog post or youtube video and all of those bits of content should be pre-framing the thing that you are promoting there's no point of us coming on here and saying right well today's episode is all about flower arranging right because that is not predisposing anybody to the other ways we can help them on any of our products, right? Exactly. So it should be preferred. So at the minute, we're talking about things which naturally lead people into understanding the value of and the desire to join the league, right? Yep. Okay, cool. Very cool. That's very good. Okay, let's go into this week's listener's question. Hi, it's Pip, although I'm probably better known as Social Pip. Um, I don't do email marketing, and I know I should. Um, Really, it's a time and lack of know-how, I think, that puts me off. Um, I'm afraid, I suppose, of making mistakes and wasting time. So what three tips to help me kind of overcome this and get started would you give me? Did she say three tips there? She wants three tips. There's only two of us. There's only two of us. So I'm going to get my ventriloquist doll. Are you ready? You're going to do it in a different voice. 
Are you ready? So we're going to ask... What would Julie Andrews do? So the first thing is, I think most people overcomplicate everything. I think overcomplication is the biggest cause of procrastination on earth. So I think the first thing is actually just realise that email marketing can be and should be quite simple. Sometimes when you look at big complicated campaigns and things, it it sounds very overwhelming and it sounds very difficult. So the first thing is just realise, you know what, if you had nothing else but an email marketing platform, a simple one even, and you had one list on it and you give people the ability to just subscribe to receive an email from you on a predetermined basis, which in our case for one uh, one of our businesses each is every day, but it could be as often as little as, you know, two or three times a week and with interesting tidbits and stuff that's interesting to them, then I think that's a good starting point. Like that's all you need to do. That's a, that's a, that's the first bit. It's just realize don't set the barrier to entry to be too high. When you first get started, you don't need a re-engagement campaign and again, to know you, like you should build all this stuff in very quickly, but you don't need it just to get going. That's no. the first thing. Okay, yeah, and I think the second thing is that, you, like Rob said, you, you do have to simplify it, but the, the thing is right now, when you're not doing it, you, are, you can't even be getting it right, never mind getting it wrong. And it feels like a bit more like a, a motivational pep talk I'm giving you. But the thing is, until you go out there and start getting results, which might be good results or bad results, you don't know what's going to work with your result, with, with your list. And the only results that matter are actually the ones that perform for your list. You got a third one? Third and final tip, I think, really would be to take the stuff that you already do online, the stuff you're already great at, in your case, social media and all the other stuff you do, and work out how do I take those skills and that content and just apply it to email because there's no point in reinventing the wheel so there's two things you can do there one is listen to us because we're going to stop you from reinventing the wheel by telling you what we're doing every week on this podcast (laughs) but also take the skills you've already got the stuff you're already getting great traction with like social media content and figure out in fact this is a great episode to say this but figure out how do you apply that social media stuff to your email marketing so that it instantly feels effortless right away we can pour the guns down the sink, I think. I think we had like a second to spare there. I, think I could have a... said an extra and or an... <laughs> anything. Um, <laughs> that's the missing one you were looking for. That was a cracking question. By the way, if you haven't uh, if you haven't already given us a question, which I know most listeners have not, because you might be thinking, oh, do I sound stupid? There's no such thing as stupid questions. Only, Only stupid podcast hosts, as I said on LinkedIn this morning. <laughs> oh, and how witty you were. So, yeah, but do send your questions in. You can do that over at theemailmarketingshow.com. You can even do it from your mobile phone, thanks to the trendy little software app thing we're using at SpeakPipe. Yes, we are. Okay, lovely stuff. All right, so it's probably time we dived into... Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Okay, it's my turn this week, mm-hmm. and I've got a great one. So I've be, I'm, a, I'm a big follower of Rich Sheffron. And uh, I, I was sort of following a bunch of his emails. And then I got an email that was quite interesting because the subject line itself is, is Rich alive? Quite a good subject line, but it's actually made better by the fact they changed the from name. So while it still came from Rich's email address, let's say it was rich at superduperrich.com, they, uh, which is not his email address, uh, by the way. But uh, they changed it from saying Rich Sheffron, which is what it usually says, to somebody else's name, Matt, in this case, from his office. So I'm like, just every day I get my email from Rich, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's nice, he's doing this, and that's really interesting. Oh, he's doing that, that's nice. And then 
then this one day, like it was, it was yesterday actually, I got this email from Matt. I'm like, okay, he's this Matt. And it says, is Rich alive? And I'm like, holy crap, what happened? Because I'm now thinking, is he, has he been in an accident? What's going on? And of course, this is just part of the promotion, the fact that Rich was doing uh, a 24 hour, I think it was, uh, web stream thing the other, the other day. So um, that was, I think, really, really powerful. I think what's really, it's, it feels like a risk to have built up this amazing relationship with you and you know who Rich is and you like trust the brand and you trust the name name and yeah. everything and then suddenly out of the blue you get an, uh, an email from somebody that you've not even heard of it doesn't have the the name strategic profits in the the, the from all in brackets yeah. or anything um so i think that's i think that's really really interesting very very it is, cool it's very really good so is rich alive really it's a little bit tug at the heartstrings isn't it uh, so there you go that's this week's subject line of the week subject line of the week as i said before make sure that you hit subscribe on your podcast player and the show notes for this entire episode rob where we're going to put them this week you'll find them over at the email marketing show.com <laughs> forward slash content oh that's good you can tell we make these up when yes, we're on the actual podcast very, itself very professional very good that's it for this week hit subscribe like i said leave us a review if you're feeling canny and uh make sure you hit the, check out the show notes we'll see you next week for more professionalism Lots of people like paint by numbers, we like flying by the seat of our pants.